Welcome to the new game Bullshit. My name is Jeffrey Wittenhagen, and I'm a published author-slash-writer. Video games, both old and new, are my passion. I recently had a successful Kickstarter for my NES collector's book called The Complete NES, and I'm currently doing a massive overhaul of my original book called Hidden Gaming Gems, uh, creating a new NES game to go with it. I also have tons of projects in the works. My blog is at hagensalley.wordpress.com, and I'm on a lot of forums as a Subcon 3. And we've got guys. Hey, hey, I'm big into uh, no death runs, high score runs, uh, collector of all things, vintage and retro. Uh, pretty much anything video game related. I also collect figures, vinyl, VHS, tap handles, old beer signs, and old beer steins. Please call our number, leave a voicemail or a text message at 262-264-VGBS. <laughs> Back on the tack. <laughs> so, um, yeah, we've, we're definitely uh, just the boys tonight, hanging out. <laughs> Dragon dubs. Billy and Jimmy Lee. Telling how it is all the time. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, it's been a freaking insane couple weeks since we recorded, for sure. And our podcast is one of the, the weird ones because we... Uh, we put her up whenever we feel like putting it up. We don't kind of conform to a release schedule or try to shit it out as fast as possible to get it out like right after we record it. You know what I mean? Oh yeah, it's got to be something that when you know it's 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 good. It, it's something that I have to like myself and I have to enjoy myself to actually put it out there. So it has to pass the muster, you know, especially with just all the little details. All the little things that we take out and, you know, the yeah. coughing and the, the hissing and the little clanging sounds and stuff that so many other podcasts have or just don't really think about, maybe. I don't know. Exactly. There's a lot of that, and it just there's so much content, too, that we have recorded that I figure, hell, if someone's gone through all that, fuck. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Might as well just uh, do it as good as possible and be proud of our work. I think the only person who's probably gone through the whole thing is me, because I've actually done all the editing, like, personally. Do you listen to the side quests when you run? Because I know you've probably listened to all the episodes, but... I listen to everything, yeah. So, yeah, you, just me and you then, pretty much. If, if anyone else has done all of that, then, like, I would be very, very, very impressed. Because I was looking, and it's it's definitely more than a, a day of time. <laughs> it's more than it's, 24 hours, if not two days. It's approaching the two days now, the second season. Fucking out of control. It's just like, yeah, you the, know. the bullshit masters, it's great. So it's there. <laughs> I mean, if people want to click on it, it's there, you know. It's waiting to be uncovered. Well, the coolest part is that we, we go over our gaming experiences, we go over games that we've played and shit like that, and it's all good information. <laughs> Yeah, there's so much, really. I mean, it's, it's exactly ridiculous how much builds up. 
Oh, it's it's ridiculous. And I would say a good one to start with is the um the madness that happened uh with me with the last couple of weeks that we've been chatting about. That's uh moving the collection again. <laughs> well, that's another time, another place. Yeah, it's it's been it's been a little crazy and I'm uh now over in a new game room in a new house and it's a lot bigger of an area, a lot more comfortable of a, a gaming room, which is cool. The house is much better, commutes better to work, so overall to win. That's the biggest thing. I wake up in a foul mood as it is, so Yeah. Being so far away from work like sucks sometimes. Well how far is your commute right now, Kyle? You still want to drive. It's it's so varied. It's it basically depends on if someone's gotten into it like an accident. Yeah, I mean you're in Chicago, I'm in D.C., so both traffic is fucking terrible. Let's say no one's gotten into an accident to normal day about mm-hmm. forty five minutes. Let's say oh. someone's gotten into an accident maybe up to like hour and a half. Okay, so so just to give you a in perspective, from my old place. On a good day with no accidents, it took me an hour and a half. <laughs> and bad days would be over two hours. Um, now I'm to f- where you're at, to 45 minutes. <laughs> so I'm like, That's nice. I'm ecstatic that I can get home in 45 minutes now. And isn't that crazy? That's, that's a really long time. I mean, you, you almost have to make, you know, you have to make sure you have, um, I mean, for me, like, I'm always putting new, like, music on my, USB drive that goes in the car, so I'm always making sure that I have new stuff to listen to, stuff to keep me stimulated, stuff to keep me not only um, not bored but awake. You know, <laughs> yeah, because yeah. That's the other thing that, like, you know, it's got to be sure that like I'm alert to shit in the morning. Other people are sleepy too, so it's a bad time and it's pretty. It can be kind of crazy, and that's why a lot of accidents do happen. But that that's when I get in a lot of my my podcast listening to some of them. Because, like, generally, like, some of the podcasts, like, I don't know, there's, like, the arcade one that I listen to, and they, they record, like, four hours. And then you have, like, the um the other guys that are, like, the big po- video game podcast, and theirs is, like, weekly, and they record live, and it's three hours every week. <laughs> and those guys are pretty insane, too. So it's, like... All these long commutes, though, have given me time to actually listen to those. And, like, basically I've nitpicked a lot of it. And they don't, like, do this whole, like, BS as much as we do. There's a, there's another arcade one that I listen to that's by the same guys that do the video game one. And that one, they BS the whole time. And it's great. But they record like we do, like, every couple weeks or so. So, yeah. Okay. Yeah. It just proves, though, like, that the our format is, like, my favorite to listen to and like ours is more structured even because we do the homework stuff and we do cool stuff like that where we have like little topics that we talk about the storytelling for me yeah what keeps me interested in documentaries is what keeps me interested in podcasts because when you get wrapped up into a story i mean it just takes you away like for that time i mean you are just there with them so 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 i could i could tell you a a good story from today (laughs) good crazy story so um yeah, we go over the uh, what happened. So, so I get home from from work today. All right, and um, I work a really early shift. Um, you know, I work at six in the morning till about two. So I, I get home, and um, we didn't have heat in our house for the first 
week that we were here. Like the first five days or so, we didn't have heat because the the people who do heat in our other place and our new place, like the different, there's two different companies and we didn't realize it. Like like Baltimore Gas and Electric doesn't do gas here. Ah. <laughs> it's like Washington Gas or something, but Baltimore Gas and Electric does our electric, so it's like a it's like a weird thing. So basically, they couldn't come out here for five days to give us heat in the house. <laughs> so anyways today they show up and you know install the quote unquote turn on the gas or whatever and they installed a new uh a new meter on the front of the house so anyways i get home um my wife goes she's like hey i'm gonna go to the grocery store or whatever so i'm hanging out with my daughter she's going to play outside and i go out there and it smells like gas outside I'm like, is there a, a gas leak in the neighborhood or something? So I go sniffing around and like, it's at this meter. And at the time I didn't know there was a new meter installed. So I said to my wife, she's like, Oh, that's normal. That's normal for it, for it to uh, leak a little bit when you change the meters. Now, first off, I want to ask you, so gas, um, what would you describe it? Cause there's gasoline, which I actually think smells kind of good, <laughs> but what does it smell like? It's like an eggy smell. Eggy smell. Yeah, no, it smells like like methane gas. There's a distinct smell. I could smell it on my my front porch at the new house is open, like there's a screened in front porch, and I could I could smell it there, and I could smell it outside, and I'm like, well, that's not normal. And my wife's, oh no, it's not an issue, and she didn't want to call, so she tries to get me to call. And we're kind of out in the middle of nowhere almost for cell phone reception for AT&T where I'm at. So I couldn't get a hold of them. So she had to call and they sent somebody out. Um, the guy came out like a couple hours later. There was two gas leaks on the line. Oh, Jesus. Not just one. <laughs> not just one. So I'm like, um, I'm glad we didn't let that go. Cause if somebody like lit a cigarette around it or something like it, luckily we don't smoke, but somebody did that like boom. <laughs> that's what i was thinking too i mean just someone walking by or i don't know yeah i mean i mean they wouldn't nobody would like normally walk by our house because where until we're located until <laughs> now until murphy's yeah murphy's until, laws until murph <laughs> yeah Murster. and it's, it's running the show it was definitely hilarious well, though, it's really good you did that yeah, it was like crazy so there goes my collection kaboom there goes my video game collection. There goes your fucking skin. Yeah, like like Terminator Two and shit. That one Sarah Connor, like the dream scene or whatever. And 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 while that's happening, like London let Scrappy outside, I guess, and she tells me Scrappy went chasing after Mister Mittens or something, and I'm like, who the hell's Mister Mittens? And she's like, she's like, it's the neighbor's cat. So apparently, Scrappy went running down the road. <laughs> at oh, the Jesus. same time that there's a gas leak in my house. <laughs> and so I went and had to chase down my, my little chihuahua dog in the neighborhood. <laughs> Got him back, but it was like all this insanity has went on at the same time. <laughs> and what was Scrappy's uh, wife, girlfriend, female friend, Chloe doing? She was inside, inside the house shaking, as always. <laughs> <laughs> fucking chihuahuas yeah what's i don't know what's with the shaking are they cold or like what's up uh cold and nervous is why they shake both so just crazy oh yeah because she's in like a new place now yeah and 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 what's funny is my my dogs are like little people for sure because it's like chloe um 
is upset being at the new place because they have a doggy door again. Like, what's wrong with the doggy door? Well, well, we have the doggy door so they can go outside on their own. Well, Chloe apparently wants to rely on my wife to let her out, so she's upset that she doesn't get any attention from my wife anymore. It was funny because my wife said like yesterday that Chloe woke her up at night to let her out, or in the morning to let her out, like through the doggy door. Oh shit! <laughs> so she's like, <laughs> a, like Chloe's just upset because she doesn't get as much attention now from my wife, which is hilarious. Like little little person. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> wow, that's pretty deep though for a dog. Yeah, they're they're definitely characters. Scrappy just wants a warm lap to lay in, so he's good. <laughs> the classic guy, like mm-hmm. just keep me comfortable and fed, dude. <laughs> <laughs> well, he also wants to go adventuring in his new neighborhood. Obviously, madman. Yes. Yeah. Well, because like the, our backyard is completely fenced in, and he hasn't found a way out yet. So he's fenced in in the backyard, and he wants to go, you know, everywhere. <laughs> right. So it's just little explorer but <laughs> but yeah man so the, so the, the collection has been crazy but the the insane part was what i was telling you about today uh cuz you know as longtime listeners know we we chatted up on emails throughout the day usually um that i've gotten six homebrew releases all within the last couple weeks since we've recorded six yeah we're going to have to tell daria about it I'm sure she'll have a lot well, of interesting well, shit to say. She might even know some of the people that have those games. Well, she she has a few of them because she's gotten them for free to review them because she's a female, a classic style. Yeah. Like they get, they're like, here you go, here's a game to review. <laughs> get a crush on me, yes. <laughs> but yeah, like the the irony was is that three of these were brand new competition carts, like insane ones so i mean we can go over a little bit about the competition ones for sure the the homebrew ones um two of them she knows because she's done reviews on them and that was um swords and runes um and the incident which swords and runes is the one by a guy called user on nintendo age and soul goose productions like quote unquote bought the rights and is releasing it and doing like multiple fucking LE versions and raking in a lot of dough that hopefully he's giving some to user. <laughs> he's making a shit ton on some of these releases, but um, yeah, that's one of them that I got. And then the other one was the incident, which is that it's like a puzzle box pusher game. And it's a, it's pretty intense because uh, that's by Kahan Games, and he's he does pretty pretty good programming. Um, one of one of the the good the big programmers for the NES nowadays. Him and like Slidog Studio, they're, they're like the two big companies. Oh, okay. But yeah, like that game's a pretty cool one. Then both of those were like CIB releases or whatever, and they were like less than a, a Nintendo game. I think they're like fifty or sixty bucks. So it's like those those warehouse games. The box pusher warehouse deals? Yeah, this one like has like a hundred levels or maybe two hundred levels and you can create your own and share codes with people online. And if you get lost on like a level or something, you it'll like solve it for you if you want to or something. So it has some decent aspects to it. Um and I know um Daria's reviewed both of those games on her channel. Uh, she's a she's a huge fan of Swords and Runes, it's an RPG. I play a number of those box games and 
John, bro, <laughs> he loves those kind of games. But but some of the one of the big problems I've noticed in some of them, the guy moves mm-hmm. too slow, so it takes forever yeah. to like get the box to where it needs to go, and then at the point where you mess up, you have to do it all over again. <laughs> Mm-hmm, so mm-hmm, is, is yeah. the speed pretty fast in this one? Or? Well, um, I played the demo um, when I was camping this last summer, and I actually beta tested this like two years ago when he began programming it. Um, I don't remember like the speed being an issue, but um, now that you mention it, I'll probably focus on it. <laughs> but with my, uh, I've done homebrew reviews recently up on the YouTube channel. So I reviewed Fruity, Fruit Y, and I reviewed um, Atlantean on the, the PC Engine. Both of those are up on the, the YouTube channel right now. And so I'm going to I'm gonna do my own take of, on a review on some of these homebrew games. Um, another reason why I got a couple of these games that I've even beta tested. You know, like with Swords and Runes, I, was, I beta tested that back in, back when it was first programming too. So I have copies of the games, but you know, number one, I like to support the the homebrew movement. But number two is I'm gonna you know review the entire package too. So that's the main reason behind behind getting some of these homebrew um, releases. But uh, these competition carts, though, Kyle, <laughs> like like when I say competition carts, think Nintendo World Championships. So the first one I actually got was from um, Robin Mahara. And Thor Ackerlin. I don't know if you know those two names. We talked about Thor on the, the cast before. Well, Thor, you know, won his age group. People can correct me if I'm wrong in the in the, you know comments or an email or something. But Robin Mahara was the runner up to Thor <laughs> in the Nintendo World Championships, or he was in a different age group or something like that. But but basically, they both were in the original Nintendo World Championships. They both traveled around, did the same thing. Um, but I got a black cartridge with a gold label that says Nintendo World Championships 25 on it. So it's like, a, I guess it's like the 25th anniversary of the Nintendo World Championships. And it's the black version is what it's called of the Nintendo World Championships. So it's the Nintendo World Championships, except for Mario Brothers is at night. The, uh, the game, uh, Rad Racer is at night. And then Tetris is like a little bit darker. Because I think the background's already black on Tetris, right? Yeah, I, I don't know if it's it's barely noticeable. It might be like the it's a little bit outlines are darker or something. But it's the same game. It's just a different variation. That's the first time I think anybody's ever done like a variant on the NWC. So that was really awesome, and so I, I supported that. It was like a limited release or something from Robin Mahara. So and it's signed by him and Thor, which is pretty cool. Um, I went with the cart only for that because I was like, well, the original Nintendo World Championships didn't come in a box, and their their box looks all right. You know, it's not like the the coolest thing. It kind of matches the reproduction Nintendo World Championships box. I don't know if you've you've seen that where it's like white with the blue around yeah, it. Yeah, I've got that one. Yeah, yeah. You actually gave it to me a long time ago for yeah for a, like Christmas or birthday so or something like that. One of them great yeah. thing times. Yeah. Oh yeah. So that was a crazy one, and in the same week, I got this this other like NL. What's a dot NL website? It's like a retro game championship cartridge. I have no idea, but yeah, yeah. Like the website is dot NL. That's interesting. Yeah, super interesting. But um, basically, it was on Kickstarter, and as I'm talking, I'm going to uh 
pop it up here. Uh, it's retroplayer.nl championship 2015 it's an online world championship for nes gamers um and it's there's a special competition cart and if you win you get this mario brothers trophy that looks like custom made i ended up getting a blue cartridge limited 25 um they have like a gold cartridge or a prototype which were really expensive but the uh the blue cartridge was like a normal nes release um the cool thing about this one though is the games the games in this and it's it's again it's it's three games this time it's chippendale rescue rangers 2 whoa and you have to collect like 50 of the rescue ranger symbols um excite bike and then you end it with tetris weird so it's like capcom nintendo nintendo yeah ironically (laughs) It's just like so random, like Rescue Rangers too. That's cool. That's crazy. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It is like they like Rescue Rangers too. Apparently, yeah. I guess so. Um, yeah, I mean, and they do like their own little um, cool artsy like intro screens on each one, and that one is extremely, extremely awesome. It was, it was a cool cartridge because like they threw their own three games on it. It made me think like, well, what other kind of games will go good together for like a competition? Like, maybe, like, Contra. I think that might be cool, killing a certain amount of enemies or something. Yeah, I mean, you could even, you could group it up even by, like, you know, Double Dragon 1, 2, and 3. Or, like, the, or like Konami games. Or Konami games, or, um, that was what I was thinking with the Capcom. I, I expected you to say, like, the second game after Rescue Rangers 2 was, like, Mighty Final Fighter, you know? <laughs> <laughs> that would be awesome, actually. Like, you had to beat a f- certain amount of guys or something. Or group, like, subgenres. Yeah, that's another one. You could do like a a Blaster Masters, the overview part, Fester's Quest, and then a Gremlins 2 or something. You could group all those like type of games together and do a little thing like that. Yeah, there's like a lot of ways. You could do shmups, you know. It's awesome. (laughs) Yeah, the the Mind Wanders. Yeah, and it's like, it's just interesting that they um, decided to, uh, you know, go like that with... um, with Rescue Rangers just randomly in there. Yeah, I was like, wow, yeah, it must be their own choice, because they're like, I'm awesome at these games, or I love these games, or I don't know. But Capcom, out of nowhere. <laughs> <laughs> out of nowhere. <laughs> yeah, because all of those were all, they were always like, you know, Nintendo-based, right? It yeah. Like an, it was just a thing. Nintendo all the way, right? I don't, know. I don't know. I don't know. You can correct me if I'm wrong since you have uh, a copy of my book, but I don't think Rad Racer was actually made by Nintendo. Yeah, you might be right. <laughs> I don't think it was. Yeah. And I don't know. Because obviously Super Mario Brothers was, and obviously, um, actually Square developed Rad Racer. Because <laughs> yeah, I was thinking um, Mock Rider, maybe. Yeah, now, of course, Nintendo published it in but the U.S. That's why, then. Yeah, That's they were the publisher. What? Okay, but they but they didn't develop it, which is actually interesting that it you know it wasn't developed by Nintendo. That's like the the super secrets. Yeah, actually, the developer is who you want to know, not the publisher, because the publisher just had money to like front it. It was yeah. the, the developer is the one you want to follow. Like, okay, Compile developed all these shmups, so I'm going to buy all the games that Compile made that are shoot 'em ups because I know that given their track record, it's badass. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But following a, like a publisher is like a LJN Games, which is like a toy company, so they're just 
okay, Back to the Future's popular, let's release a Back to the Future game, you know, that kind of thing. Simpsons mm-hmm. is popular, boom, Simpsons, money. <laughs> so yeah, it's all about the developer in that side. Um, but yeah, so going back to the cart, competition cart, yeah. Yeah, it's it's just really cool. I don't know how you play the online world championships part of it. I, I'll have to like go to their Kickstarter page and see how you actually enter your scores. I mean, because basically, I went even went to their Facebook page and nobody's like reviewed the cartridge or did any of that. So maybe I'm the only one who got there so far. Or, I, I don't know. I'm assuming that there's got to be somebody who's like Thor Ackerlin style and uh, Tetris and is going to destroy my score, anyways. Oh sure, so I have somebody. Yeah, but it's super interesting and um. It'd be cool to, uh, you know, just see how to do it and see where I rank among whoever participates in the game. Because you have to have a cartridge to participate. That's the cool part. So really, there's only so many people that are going to even try. Limited times, yeah. So the um, the third cartridge that I got, because those are only two of them. So you got the NWC Black competition cartridge that came out. And I'm going to do reviews on all of these. I mean, right now I'm still unpacking my my game room, but once I get my capture card going, I'm going to do some direct Nintendo capturing. So yeah, but you had the Black NWC, you have the um the World Championships with, you know, Rescue Rangers. And then the third one is it's called the um what is it called? The game it's from the Game on Expo. It's called the Retro Championships. Game on Expo Retro Championships cartridge. And it was by Collector Vision Games, which is um, associated with Gamester 81. And ironically, the Game on Expo was ran by Gamester 81. But this is the most interesting competition cartridge out of all of them because all three games are unreleased, brand new NES Homebrew games. So all three games on this competition cartridge are brand new. Um, one of them is Sydney Hunter and Caverns of Death. And basically it's a like Rick Dangerous style pitfall um, style cavern game where you collect diamonds. And ironically, I couldn't figure out if like I had to collect all the diamonds or just die. Because once I died and lost all my lives, it went on to the next game. <laughs> But because I got stuck at a spot and kept dying, which is ironic. But um, the the second game is called Pedal to the Metal, which is almost like Rad Racer, but it's a homebrew Rad Racer style racer game. So that's an interesting one, and it has pretty cool music though. That was the one thing like the soundtrack, and it's pretty awesome. And the third game is called Meteor Swarm. Doesn't Rad Racer have like the radio thing you can change or something? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, but Pedal of the Metal is kind of like Rad Racer. The transitions when you turn, it like just pops up immediately and you're all of a sudden turning. And you get points based on how many people you pass in Pedal of the Metal. And I didn't know when it ended. It kind of just ended abruptly. <laughs> the level It's kind of interesting. Um, the third game, Meteor Swarm, is basically a... Um, a, re- a release of Asteroids for the NES. And I don't think Asteroids has ever came out for the NES. Nope, it has not or Famicom. Yeah, so so this is like a, a perfect port pretty much of Asteroids. Like, it even looks like vector-style graphics. Really cool. And the NES controls. <laughs> yeah, that's the key. That's what I love about the NES, the controller. 
and yep. the way and how and playing those games. And I think like we could bank on like just making like a missile command and a uh, asteroids like homebrew. Yeah, that because those two like need to be. See, I always thought like okay, Frogger. So they made the ultimate Frogger champion. Yep. All those kind of games like need to be on the NES. I think. Well, me- well, Meteor Swarm is your asteroid, so that's that's a good thing. Your your wish is granted, but only <laughs> for a third of the time the amount. You- oh, well, apparently all of these are going to be released on cartridge eventually. Oh, that's that's good news. Yeah, because the, they're releasing ColecoVision games, NES games, Super Nintendo games, um, and they just haven't done any individual releases yet. I think they're kind of getting their processes down right now and programming a bunch and you know doing uh the sydney hunter game went to kickstarter and that was funded so um the the irony is is when i do my review um i'm going to talk about it because sydney hunter is super floaty oh like there's it's something that's off and i'll have to play it a couple more times before i review it because i want to get dig into it deep because the game's cool it has really it has potential but it's like, I'm hitting these jumps, but it feels like I'm playing it on an HD TV. It's slippery or just slow or delayed or odd in the way that the response works. It was like our classic story when we were playing Mario World on my TV, the big TV, with a Wii. So we had the Wii controller lag plus the to the giant TV lag. Wearing the slippers. Yeah, it was like Ice Skate World. And... And something like that, but I'm playing mine in the NES TV with no lag. So that's why I was playing the, the World Championships on. So there's no way that there's any lag at all. Like, I had the, probably the cleanest collect connection you could possibly have on NES. So it, it'll be interesting to, um, to see because, you know, as I always do with my reviews, I'm completely honest with them. I don't sugarcoat. I don't have a nostalgia glasses on when I'm reviewing them because number one if this game's still being worked on they can address issues kind of why we give uh games like beer slinger shit because it's like you 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 can you can still modify some of the you know issues yeah you can change it and release like a version another version exactly sequel whatever i don't know so well and the other side is too is that like, we're a minority, too. Like, we're not... I mean, as we said at the beginning of this podcast, we're kind of like, we do our own thing. We're beat, beat to our own drum type thing. So, a lot of people could just... Like, the guy who does Beer Slinger, he'd just be like, well, yeah, I'm not going to change it. Like, and that's their choice. That's fine. I'm still happy that we had a brand new NES game, honestly. That's great. But it could be more. <laughs> you know what I mean? Well, you... You think, you know, it's just going to be a great thing for the NES, you know, your when your idea is like Ultimate Frogger, which satisfied that. Mm-hmm. So you're like, that's what you want in all the games to do, though. To satisfy, like, yes, like, yes, this is what we want. This is what the NES needs. This hasn't been done before. And then when a game like that is has a flaw that either ends it too soon or um, makes it, you know, the controls fucked up, it's like a huge kick in the balls. Yeah, the the irony is is that Kahan, I think is who did Ultimate Frogger, is the exception because like Ultimate Frogger, like playing Frogger on the NES is great, and then he goes above and beyond and creates a two player mode and makes a competitive Frogger, and you, you know just like he and just just like with uh, the incident, like 
box pushers. Okay, big deal. We've seen those before. That's like the first homebrew that any system gets. Oh, big deal. You know, Sokuban or whatever. But he took that formula, put a little story behind it, create, did the create your own solving of the puzzles and, you know, adding a create your own puzzle mode that you can share with people. Like, that's what Mario Maker is doing right now on the Wii U, and he's able to do this on the Nintendo. Another one is Mystic Pillars. I've got that one, which is basically a, it's basically a columns. Yeah. I think Savak did that, actually. Yeah, Savak did that. I think he did that one. Yeah, for and sure. He did Battle Kid, of course. Yeah, the, the, the creator of Battle Kid that actually spurred me on this whole homebrew movement as it was, because that game was amazing. Still is amazing. The genesis of it all. Yeah. The tender homebrews. Yeah, oh, so, yeah. but like, but like, Kahan did it right, because he takes stuff that exists and puts it on the NES. I mean, he did Leader Suit Larry. He did the Larry uh, port over the NES. And he takes a game, puts it over there, adds his own little flair to it, and big deal, he's rehashing something, but he's doing it well. That's what's cool about Savak, because he had. On columns, you could have jewels, but then mm-hmm. you could also choose dice. You could choose fruits. Oh, awesome. Because I've never played that game. It's awesome. That was one that I had Judy play, and she, like, really dug it. And then we, we got into more of the game show ones, like Wheel of Fortune and Family Feud and stuff like that. But Yeah. Um, those are good games, like, first date games, too, if you want to just sit down and have, have like a few drinks because I had my video game deal at the bar so it was just easy. It was always running around, you know. Oh, yeah. Um, and then just throw it on when you're in the house and then just play it for a while. But it's it's cool because you can play it. Um, you can teach it to someone really quickly and uh, it's pretty easy to understand, you know, and you don't, it's not like Mario where you have to get the momentum of running and holding down the button and jumping high and jumping low and running fast and walking and it's just like okay you you got to match these up and uh you know make game. sure that it doesn't fill up the screen i mean that's it yeah pull a puzzle game yeah it was pretty pretty cool and i mean as you said it's like columns so it's and there wasn't a columns i don't think at all on the NES, no. so. and and the fact that he added like going back to that rounding it out the fact that he added those other, um, instead of the jewels, you could use the other stuff. There's a few more, too. I can't remember what they were, but the fact is that it made it even better than Columns in a way. Well, it just gives it more variety. Because the whole Fruits thing's awesome, because they're so colorful. That's, like, the best, I think. That's my favorite one. I, I think you said the coolest thing today, and it's like, you're. it's so cool that they're still making games for our favorite console. Yeah, it, that's what I love about it. Like, I can't. Yeah. Even, even though it's kind of like getting crazy right now, and maybe oh, it's kind of saturated, out of control. But I can't <laughs> really complain that because that's my favorite console and it's my baby. You know. As much as we're um, critical of games, it's because we love the console so much. That's all it is, really. Because why? Why else would we give a fuck? Exactly, and and the, the irony is, is even if we're quote-unquote critical that beer slinger is you know disappointing because you don't can't do a high score um i'm still ecstatic that there's a brand new nes game that you can serve beer that's pretty pretty fucking cool either way it's like it's like comparing you know like some of these games that we're giving a a beer a c to it's like it's still not an f game 
<laughs> no, it just makes me want to program a tapper. Someone needs to do a fucking tapper, dude. Well, yeah, that that's like a top-down version of tapper. Like, someone needs to do a fucking tapper bad, though. Oh, well, yeah, and they definitely should. And the irony is, is Beerslinger had... Op- it could have been better than Tapper because it was it has voice in it and it has everything, and it's just they just didn't keep score. If it had kept score, man, it, it's it's Tapper. It's better. It's a, it's a modern version of Tapper on the NES. Modern. <laughs> I think given practice, Tapper's probably the I could get the best at an, as far as an arcade game. That's the yeah. furthest I could get skill wise because. I've gotten into some, like, nasty zones, like, untouchable fucking, like, zen shit with that game. Yeah, because you, you have to, you know, collect the beer, and then the guy leaves a tip so you can collect the money if you want, but you can't let the other beer glasses fall off the other conveyors when they drink yep, them. Yep. And then you got to serve the people, you know. So it's it's just, once you get the timing it's prioritizing. Down, yeah, it's like the ultimate, like, organizational game. And if, but if you have, if I have a few, like, drinks in me, I'm, it's done. The confusion, like, sets in because the alcohol, like, kind of, like, muddles the thinking process. Yeah, yeah. And then you just, like, okay, no. I mean, you can maybe get past the first two levels, but after that, like, (laughs) it gets, like, sadistic. Yeah, there's, there's certain games where, like, you have to keep your mind completely clear to be able to play, like, at a master level. And it's worth it because it feels good to nail it. It's like it's mm-hmm. that's that's where that high is. That's where we were playing the classic Timber before, and that game felt like Tapper a lot, and it's made by the same people. Yeah, mm-hmm. <laughs> that was a really cool one. Speaking of awesome puzzle games, um, I fired up my arcade today um, just to mess around on it, 
And I have, you know, that big old Pandora's box um, multi-carton in there still. And there, I, I played a game, and I, I usually try to pick a game that I'm unfamiliar with. And it was called Puzzle de Bowling. So instead of, like, Puzzle de Pawn or, you know, one of those games that's, like, bust a move, it said Puzzle de Bowling. That sounds amazing. So so basically, do you know what bust a move is? I love bust a move. I love Puzzle de Pawn, <laughs> Bang Bead, all that shit is, like, that to me are my some of my favorite Neo Geo titles. Besides, okay, like, so Samurai Showdown and um, so so combine that style puzzle where you're where you're shooting a ball, you know, to match three, and then they knock them off the screen. Yeah, combine that with let's bowl, let's bowl. bowl, because basically you choose one of like twelve characters or something, maybe twelve to sixteen characters, and you bowl instead of shooting them up. And that's the only difference is that you bowl. <laughs> and then when you match threes, they fall off. And if you know you match one behind other ones, they fall off and create a combo. Wow, um, that game really get released or no? Yeah, it's a real arcade game. It's it looks Japanese. Um, it's on my multi cart, so I'm gonna have to do some history and do like a, a single credit review on it because I played like two credits on it, but I have to put in quarters and I can't record my actual JAMA arcade machine with good quality. Yeah, and for everyone listening, yeah, we we have like a bowling fetish. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> well, no, like bowling's like the greatest classic. thing in the world. Well, I mean, it's even that's. I think that's why like America agrees because we bowling was like a phenomenon when it came out because it was so simple. I mean, and I know for us, we played some we bowling, but league bowling for the Neo Geo was like an obsession of ours, like over the last like couple of years. Like we, and that's why we're going. Let's bowl because when you start league bowling on the Neo Geo, it goes let's bowl. <laughs> right, and even regular bowling, we we go regular bowling too, and just get mm-hmm. wasted. And well, yeah, <laughs> that's that's when you get to that Zen spot. It's at like two or three beers, and you're in that Zen spot, and you can just hit everything. And then after that, it's downhill. I almost call that like old man style. Like we like to bowl, we like to golf, we like to uh, fish because you get to get wasted while you do it. <laughs> it's like a reason. It's an extra reason to uh, justify drinking more. It's great. <laughs> Golfing's awesome. I just suck at the uh, the irons. I need to work on my irons. I for, from my um like from my aspect talking with everybody um because I I work in the profession where people go out and you know the higher ups go golfing. Oh yeah. And Schmooze talking to times. all of them, they all suck and they just use it to drink and ch- and and BS. Like I don't think any and some of them get serious and do their little like tournaments and get mad if you're not that good. But, <laughs> yeah, uh, <laughs> yeah, like why are we having this dead weight? Yeah, but most of them are like, "Nah, dude, I just go out and golf just to drink. <laughs> drink beer out on the golf course and you know, you basically they basically get to get away from the family an all day on a Saturday and drink. You know what I mean? So it's, it's like a a getaway thing, so well, I'd probably just what I would do. I would just sit like on the cart with all the beer and like watch everyone else golf. <laughs> yeah. Let's go. Let's just drink. get wasted and like watch everyone <laughs> watch everyone play the game. Be hilarious. <laughs> what does that do me? <laughs> the true lazy ones just get a cart and then you don't have to carry the bag around. You just <laughs> grab the club out of the cart. Well, it depends though, because it's like gotta be lazy about it. Yeah, it depends on <laughs> on many like. What's going on in the cart, you know? 
So how many strippers you got on there? What? How many strippers? <laughs> <laughs> I like Kyle's type of golfing. Jesus, where the hell do you golf at? You never heard Chicago. those stories, like I've Chicago heard stories. Golf Club. <laughs> yeah, where they they um call like call girls and stuff, and yeah, it's kind of oh, crazy. I've, yeah, I, I believe like, it. They, 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 they're like strutting their stuff on the course. It's like, whoa. Jeez. Some, yeah, I've heard some wild shit, though, where they're like picking up the ball with their, uh, you, you know. Their wah Yeah. That's <laughs> <laughs> like crazy. <laughs> it's after dark episode here, kiddies. <laughs> I think we've. Fucking nightcaps and go to bed. <laughs> <laughs> Put on your nightcaps. Little Nemo. <laughs> oh fucking Nemo! <laughs> oh lord! Oh lord! <laughs> so great! <laughs> oh yeah, golf. It's good times. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and puzzle de bowling, great game. Yeah, dude, I gotta check that out now. It's fuck. Yeah, yeah, like puzzle de bowling, like insane. And yeah, I just happened to come across it while the the dude was checking out my uh, my gas line, repairing my gas line today. <laughs> I was in there just playing that, chilling. <laughs> it's like, right, oh my god, I'm sitting here all fucking day waiting for you. God damn it! <laughs> it's actually the people who give you the time should give you like a span of like one hour instead of like, oh, they'll be there like within you know the next four hours. Then it like yeah. ruins everything else because you gotta like sit there and you know wait around and shit. My dad hates that. Oh my god, <laughs> my whole day is ruined. <laughs> see i never mind that shit just because i always got stuff to do games like I'm, yeah i can do whatever like i'll just hang out with my daughter and chill like it's that's not a big deal yeah because if you don't have any hobbies anyway you just want to complain that is your hobby hell yeah, well, yeah that's uh that's his that's his hobby <laughs> bitching and moaning my hobby's bitching that's what i do <laughs> Whoa! <laughs> <laughs> oh, King hippo, like, King hippo, walking around. <laughs> Whoa! Yeah. King hippo, right. job of the hut, man. <laughs> Buddies forever. Hilarious, dude. <laughs> <laughs> I have no idea. So, uh, <laughs> so, so, what's some craziness that you've uh, you've came across recently? Because I know you got some cool pickups. And we never get to do our pickups ever because we never have time. Yeah, so we got about 12 minutes left for this episode here. So, yeah. Um, mm, Kyle's Trials. Time. Let's let the ticker begin. So, there's really two main things that are really cool that were just both free. Mm-hmm. We all have free treats. Oh, absolutely. So, yeah, they were throwing away a old compact Windows 95 laptop at, at work. It was just, it was in, like, the garbage, basically. It was in the case, and it had all the parts, but they didn't have a use for it, because it's Windows 95, but they're not gamers. Hmm. And as a lot of people know, you can play these days on the new on the new PCs. With, like, DOSBox. But DOSBox is far from, you know, it's an emulation. It's, like, nesticle. Yeah, it's like, it's like playing... An NES game on the computer. It's, it's close. The, it's the best way I can describe it. Because it just feels off. Mm-hmm. And there's a lot of problematic things that happen. The sound isn't as good. It's, it, like, crackles sometimes. The colors are weird and, like, random. And they can be off, yeah. too. And uh, it's just not the experience that I remember 
And you're not talking about like a highly supported game like Doom. That one is ported pretty well. You're talking about using like DOSBox to emulate like I don't know Shadow um land. you know what I mean like Shadow like Warrior one of those yeah like Shadow Warrior like a yeah. random King's Quest or Duke 3D doing stuff like Duke 3D like Duke 3D might have its own now maybe that's I mean th- those are the super popular but you're talking about like Blood Redneck Rampage basically like any DOS game really you can even pull it down yeah. to like MS DOS which is like a trillion shareware games you know yeah, and, and the thing is, is that a lot of those aren't supported at the Doom level, and those are the ones that you really notice the shittiness to. Then you have to jump through fucking hoops to get them to work. Yeah, because if you play Doom on DOSBox, it's still fucked up. Yeah. So you have to play it on Xandronum, or, or Skaltag, yeah. well, it was Skaltag, Xandronum, and there's a bunch of other stuff. That's the one you want to play. That one's got the, the best features that I... Uh, Z-Doom's the other one. GZ Doom or and GZ Doom, I think yeah. that's all three. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but like you said, like that's Doom. <laughs> yeah, but uh, but like Doom is like the, the biggest, the most popular uh, DOS game ever created. Basically, my buddy John, he he brought over like Tie Fighter. Yes, which is an awesome Star Wars game. And you're talking about for the Windows ninety five laptop. Yeah. Yeah, Hell so yeah. so back to the Windows ninety five laptop. So I, yeah. I I tested it out first, and it's compact Armada, I believe, and it's like built like a tank. They always were. They always were, absolutely, and um, everything worked. The only thing was I had to find an old mouse because um, they actually had a USB drive in the side, and I was like, this is weird because. Back in the day, I'm sure it wasn't called the USB drive, but it was the slot. They had the USB drive. It's just, if you try plugging in your current mouse, uh, it's likely 2.0. And that one is probably one the original USB. So a 2.0 won't be able to be downgraded because of the speed requirements. And they just re- they've released 3.0 since then now. We have 3.0 now, which is super lightning speed for like hard drives and stuff. The irony is, is that USB 3.0, I think it's on the Xbox One, is actually faster to hook up a portable hard drive with USB 3.0 than the actual internal Xbox One hard drive. It reads games faster off the external. <laughs> Badass. Like, like there's something crazy. Like people are talking about. They're like, like no, just get a four terabyte, and you can actually play your games faster off of the external than on the actual Xbox One. <laughs> so I, I may be able to get a, a, a USB mouse if I can find a really old school one. Because a really old school one, yeah. or just get the PS2, the little green um, adapter mouse. I might have one sitting in storage somewhere. Yeah, I do have one. Um, I tried it, and it crashed the system. Nice. Yeah. And I, I also plugged a USB flash drive in there. Mm-hmm. I just wanted to see. It crashed it. Did the USB Oops. mouse crash it? Yes. See, I think both that and the hard drive are 2.0. Then that would probably cause that issue. Yeah, it has to be the right the right one. And it's old fucking school. Like, you can't go online and buy a 1.0 anything. But I didn't think USB... Mice existed in 1995. Like now, on on that um laptop though, does it have the PS2 port? The PS2 is that round port that typically your mouse would have been a green color. Like yeah. the keyboard was purple and the mouse was yep, green. Yeah, that's what it has. 
Yeah, so I, I think I have a PS2 mouse because I had a PS2 to USB adapter <laughs> for my computer because I had the, I only had the old mice. I think I still have one. I might even have a trackball or something. Yeah, so if someone could tell me like what that USB-looking slot is for or was for or if it is for a mouse or yeah. whatever. That would be awesome because that's one thing that's like a mystery and everything else works great. It was it was such a blast blast from the past though. Like that's awesome. Yeah. And does it have like a, it has a little touchpad then for your mouse? Yeah, I hate those things, but it does have. One. It's 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 God, not I hate fun. I used to know a chick at work who was fucking badass at it though. She was like faster than shit on those. She preferred it. It's weird, like what you get I don't used to. Mind you know? the little touchpad for a mouse. But to use it for like a first-person shooter is horrible. Oh, well, gaming, yeah. She preferred to use it as a mouse. Yeah, it's it's not bad as it's not bad as a mouse. I I've, I've had laptops where I've used the touchpad because I'm too lazy to hook up a mouse to it. And even that little nub thing that you could use for a mouse, I could use that too. But I just I prefer having something else. Like cause even on my current computer, actually. Um, I have a USB Bluetooth, or I have a Bluetooth keyboard. It's like wireless, and it's USB little Bluetooth dongle. And that only has like a little touchpad on it. Now, when I was playing Zandronum with you guys, I was using an Xbox 360 controller. Because I, I prefer to play with analogs. But um, I definitely would get a mouse if we were going to play for real. <laughs> and I, I got a Shadow Warrior on there. Shadow Warrior is awesome. Yeah, and uh, so I needed to find an old school mouse with a jog wheel. Yes, which is tough. That is very tough. But I did, and it was a compact. And nice, it, and it was free, so that's cool. Now, um, you do know that they re—they uh, did a remake, reboot of the franchise for Shadow Warrior on the new console, right? No, I haven't. I haven't seen it. I haven't t- heard about it. It's on either Xbox One and or PS4, and they. Re, there's a new Shadow Warrior out, and it wow. looks freaking awesome. I mean, even the original Shadow Warrior, no one probably, nobody knows about it. No one in my, you know, town besides me, or maybe a handful of people know what the fuck that is. But it was actually a, a game that was built. Um, it was created based on the build engine, which was the engine used to create Duke 3D. And other build engine games include uh, Redneck Rampage, Blood. Nice, nice. But those are the main ones. So let me see here. Um, the developer of the new one, uh, it was released in 2013, and it's a reboot. Um, it was by Flying Wild Hog Publishers, Delver Digital. Um, you know, I don't even know if they're the same developers as the original. Let's see. Um, 3D Realms does the developer, the original publisher was 3D Realms. Yeah, and it was, so. which was yeah. Duke 3D, which was mm-hmm. the the initiator of the build engine. So basically all the, all those games are like Duke 3D clones. Yeah. Kind of yeah. how you had Doom clones. The cool thing about Shadow Warrior was the ninja gameplay in it. Yeah, so they changed it and uh, it just didn't really make noise. And it's kind of funny how mm-hmm. um, that... You can be before your time, you can be after your time, but what you really want is to be right on time, and that's like, <laughs> and that's like what what Doom was, and that's yeah. like what Duke, what Duke 3D was. It was just right on time because people wanted something. People had played Doom to the point where it's like they needed something fresh and something advanced and something a little more 
with a little more features and, you know, where you can fly and jump and duck and crawl through ventilation shafts, you know, have pipe bombs and trip mines with lasers and, like, guerrilla warfare and things that were a little more past the level that, yeah, and that a Doom game could bring you. I'm looking at, like, the review scores, and it got, like, an 8.6, and, you know, it got high. It got 8s out of 10, and some of them give them a little bit lower. But um, everybody, like, people were saying it's better than the Duke Nukem Forever and all that crap. Uh, and they're doing a, and they're doing a, they're doing a sequel to Shadow Warrior, doing Shadow Warrior Two. So, cool. so like, but nobody's talking about it. Nobody's like, I don't know who who really played this game, and if you know, people can chime in. You know, uh, what is it two six two two six four VGBS? Send us a fucking voicemail if you played fucking Shadow Warrior on the new one. The new one, yeah. Or even if you played the old one, but still, oh, yeah. like, but yeah, we want to know how the new the one fuck? is. Fuck, because the old one, yeah, that's classic. the thing. Because I mean, I have the new systems, and I guarantee you, since nobody's fucking played this game, that I can get it super cheap. And this is what I would call a hidden gem. Like, when I talk about hidden gaming gems, like, when I'm doing my my next book, which is a re-release of my original book, like, it doesn't have to be something that nobody knows about. It could be something like this, where a lot of people may have played it, but nobody talks about it ever. Yeah, no one does talk about it. I mean, you'll you'll hear more about Blood and Redneck Rampage than you will about Shadow Warrior. Exactly. And I think there's a probably a niche, a niche community that there's a huge fan base for it. But, like, out of that community, though, I don't think the general gamer knows of a Shadow Warrior like they do a Doom or a... I mean, even when I, we talk about Blood or Redneck Rampage, I think people don't really know about those either. Blood was Not a really. classic. I only know about those two because of you. <laughs> like, I, nobody else knew about those but, like, you. Yeah, because I, so. I just kind of, like, was went crazy on the first-person stuff. And mm-hmm. You know me, when I go crazy, I go deep down that rabbit hole. <laughs> you go balls deep. <laughs> <laughs> knee deep in the dead. <laughs> knee deep in blood. <laughs> of course, balls, balls deep's past knee deep, so yeah, I guess we'll take balls what? deep, right? <laughs> <laughs> Unless your balls hang low. <laughs> <laughs> That's true. That is true. And That's we awesome. come full circle. <laughs> uh, um, Do your balls hang low? <laughs> <laughs> they wobble to it, bro. <laughs> yes, they do. Can you, a knot. can you tie them in a bow? Throw them over your shoulder and whatever else it goes. <laughs> your balls hang low. <laughs> However it goes. <laughs> it's still rhyme. Yes. Jesus Christ. Oh, man. Has nothing Lord. to do with this. <laughs> Has everything to do with it. <laughs> Hell yeah. Spiritually endowed. You got the balls of Jesus. (laughs) (laughs) Got the balls in Jesus. Jesus. (laughs) Walking on water, man. Your balls are walking on water, dude. Floating. (laughs) Using them as flotation devices. (laughs) (laughs) Hell yeah. After hours time. Right. After hours, normal episode, same yeah, thing. Going crazy. <laughs> so back to <laughs> Shadow <laughs> Warrior on the DOS box that you have. Oh yeah, yes. Yeah. Sidetrack world. Fuck DOS box. That's all I got. Say. Yeah, fuck that. <laughs> so yeah, everything worked out, man, and uh, that was one of my garbage finds. So I just love taking something that no one wants and like bringing relevance to it. So the awesome relevance is that it's it's in my bar spot now. 
or what people want to call my breakfast nook, whatever. Nook world. Originally, yeah, I had my uh, the NES and the Famicom there, and then I just added the laptop there too. So it's just really nice to get some like Command and Conquer, Command and Conquer Red Alert. That one's fucking great. Just stuff that it's really just games that you can't play. Um, this was the big point that I wanted to make. It's games that you can't play on another PC in that exact way that's non-emulation. So this is basically another console. Okay. That's pretty cool, though. You're unlocking games that you couldn't play otherwise, and also games that people... The demand is low for these games because they can't... People can't play them. Cause they, yeah. So then you can kind of snag deals, too. On the online market. Yeah, I think the only issue you got with the whole uh, classic PC market is Metal Jesus has definitely publicized that he collects the big box games and things all the time. That's his big thing in the back of his room. It's kind of like mine. Yeah. I have a lot of big box PC games, too. I'm big but but it's still like there's so many out there that I think you're still fine at getting deals because there's... Like, comparatively, there's tons and tons of PC games. It, it goes forever, basically. It's like collecting for the Commodore 64. Yeah, it's cool. The big boxes are getting costly, though. Yeah. Because um, they're big and they just get smushed. It's like those old horror boxes in the rental places. Oh, the the box big box PC is, like, ridiculous. Imagine any NES box time, ten times the size of it. I mean, imagine how bent up it gets. Yeah. Like, oh, God. Before it leaves the store, right? Yeah, before it leaves the store. When it comes out of the box, somebody just grabs it with their hand. <laughs> that's the thing. Like, before you even buy it, <laughs> that's the mind blow. Yeah, it's it's why, like, <laughs> trying to collect that shit, like, I almost don't care about condition of boxes and things like that anymore. Because yeah, basically the, the the patina on it has a story, so I'm, I'm all right with it. Yeah, you will drive yourself fucking up the wall if you care because like everything looks great the price is great but the right tab is missing or something i'm like i don't fucking care like if it's a great price i'm just gonna buy it because it's not like i i can't even remember which one is missing because they're all put away now and it's like and that's the irony that's a, that is the irony yeah <laughs> and it was like when i was collecting the uh trying to get all the nintendo power issues i was like i called it on nintendo age my nintendo pop my shitty nintendo power quest because, like, I, I was like, as long as the front cover's intact, I don't give a shit. Like, I just want to get them all so I can, you know, read them, and they're basically going to go in, you know, a box somewhere. So, after I read them, so it's like, I basically, you know, only display the first logo iteration, which I think's through Mortal Kombat one or two or something like that. There's like a scorpion issue. That's like the original one. I, I display all those. But as long as the freaking cover's intact, I don't give a shit. And and that's the same thing with the NES stuff is like we usually we even use the box protectors now. So you can take a somebody could have crumbled a box into a little fucking ball. And as long as you can re as long as the artwork is fucking there, we can put it back in a fucking game case and it looks great on the shelf. Yeah, like another thing you'll a little ball. <laughs> little That's fucking crap. ball. NES box seeing sad fucking days. But we're like the masters of taking something and like spit polishing it back to fucking new. That's part of the 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 rush. You know, realizing that, that you have a little gem on your hands. And it's the passion we have for 
everything we're into is like we like to have everything look amazing and that's just not video games but that's also like music and fucking movies and everything like we, yeah. we go balls to the wall on it all again if if we didn't care you know yeah it wouldn't be a thing it wouldn't be worth doing yeah, yeah. I mean, we'd just be a crumpled <laughs> ball and like, who cares? Like, throw it away. Throw everything in the fucking corner and piss on it. Like. Yeah, might as, well. <laughs> might as well if you don't give a fuck, you know. But it's like some people's collections that we've came across as we've, you know, in the multiple, multiple years that we've been collecting and people we've met. Like, we've seen all types of people, like the, oh, the God, hoarder yeah. collectors that just throw their shit in there, literally throw their shit in the corner. And it's like... Dude, why wouldn't you have it all displayed awesomely? Like, you've spent the time collecting it. Why not display it, you know? For me, it's, like, part of the drive because, like, I just moved to a new house, like we said at the beginning of this episode. Like, I moved to a new house. Right now, everything's in the middle of my game room, and I'm, like, thinking how to make it look amazing now. You know what I mean? Like, it's it's part of the fun. Yeah, <laughs> I, th- I think there's just people that it's, like, the, the plain house thing, like... Just call us the non-plain Jane Holly homemakers. We, yeah, we love just, our fucking interior decorating. Apparently, I noticed like <laughs> like even like when you get married, your your house is supposed to just be like a classic like nothing house. It has your like family photos on the wall here, mm-hmm. and then you know it's like nothing that's you know like big box PC games or. <laughs> it's like forty um, year old virgins a great example. Just watch that movie. Yeah. The girlfriend comes in, and he's got, like, G.I. Joe stuff, and she's like, well, we should sell this, like, we can get money for this, and it's kind of like, well, this is who I am, like. Yeah. And that's the irony, is, like, I don't mind having my minimalistic rooms. I actually like those, but I also like to have my cave as well. That's the man cave, what it's all about, and that's, the man cave exists because the rest of the house generally has to be, like, just, like, a house. Yeah. I have the luxury of my condo. I can do whatever. My mm-hmm. my girlfriend doesn't care. But if she, this was our house and she moved in, like she has to move in too. We gotta share. Yeah, you can't just oh, it's <laughs> all my stuff. And yeah, get, no. You, you get this little like dresser, like <laughs> yeah. You, you you get this corner over here. <laughs> get the fuck out. <laughs> like now, that ain't how it works, man. So yeah, so that's where the man cave comes in. Like yeah, you have you have one room that's like all yours yeah and like at this new house for me like it's interesting because everything now is on one floor because the last house i had was three fucking floors so anything was like a four-story fucking trek to do anything in my house now it's all on one floor but my man cave is basically in the middle of the house it's pretty cool interesting it's like the <laughs> nucleus <laughs> yeah like i'm gonna do a like a a house tour, game room tour or something once, you know, I get everything settled in. And it's like pretty cool because like we have like you walk in through the front door and you got the like living room and then you go left. There's like the dining room and then the kitchen. And there's like these little doors that go into the kitchen on each side. The other side of those doors is my gigantic game room that goes into the, and the laundry room is on the other side of that. And my wife's extra room where she's going to have her eBay office is over there too. And then there's the outside, like to get to the back deck, you're going to go through the gate, the the man cave basically, but it's basically going to be a gaming room. And what's cool though, is my daughter is latched on too. And she likes to play with all my gaming toys and things like that. So like, that's the coolest part though of having the collection 
and all the knickknack stuff is my daughter now is to the point where she's careful enough where she's not breaking stuff. And she actually gets to play with the stuff now. So, like, me and her have been playing with my... Remember that classic Mario Ladder game that I have? Oh, yeah. Yeah, me and her are playing that now and racing them and hanging Luigi upside down and spinning them. And, like, like but it, everything is getting a new lease on life because, you know, my daughter can now play with it. So, she's... And I've never been the part where it's like, oh, you can't touch my my toys on my shelf because they're they're collectibles like everything's meant to be played with in my opinion you know what i mean if something's not like sealed mint in a box somewhere like play with it that's good that she's not sure well she, the thing she, is is that like her own toys she is rough with but when she's playing with the stuff that's mine like she plays with like the perler beads that i make she plays with those and she just has like little stories and using her imagination. And when she plays with that stuff, she's, you know, I just say, hey, just be careful with that stuff. And she does. So like when I'm with her, she's fine. Yeah, she like knows it's yours. Well, like even the amiibos too. Like she plays with amiibos. And I like there was a couple times when she first started, she was like throwing them into the box or whatever. I'm like, hey, be careful. Those are breakable. And when she actually, um, broke princess peach off the pedestal and i had to glue it back on or whatever and she once she saw that she was really gentle with them from then on out because she saw that hey these can break yeah and i mean she's almost four now so she's learning at an exponential rate and the thing is though is that's also another bond because she's hanging out in my game room with me and i'm sitting there you know showing her nintendo games and things (laughs) yeah i mean that's what it's all about really exactly Thank you for listening to VGBS. We appreciate everybody taking the time to get through this whole uh, arduous podcast. We love it. Thank you, thank you, thank you. If you want to correspond with us, you can email us at bgbspodcast at gmail.com. We also have a phone number. It is 262264BGBS. You can leave us a voicemail, choose a text message. Um, whatever you want to do, correspond. Also, comment on us. Shoot us a message on Facebook, Twitter, Google+. We love hearing what people um, think about the podcast. All right, see you later. Woo. Later.